Welcome to the Brand Led Podcast. We're your hosts, Kane Baker and Lisa Dondrea, co-founders of the branding studio, Baker Creative. We're on a mission to help you gain clarity in your brand and fulfillment in your work life. From strategy to visuals and beyond, we're arming you with bite-sized branding insights to help you build and grow a brand-led business. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brand Led. This is episode number 11, and it's going to be our last one for 2021. And as always, I've got Lisa with me. Hello, everyone. How are you today, Lisa? I'm doing very well, thank you. I'm enjoying this beautiful weather and uh, heading into the holiday period, so I can't complain. Awesome, awesome. Well, we've got a big topic today. Um, Did you want to uh, share with everyone what we're going to be discussing today? Yes, in case you didn't read the title of the podcast when you clicked into it, uh, we'll be talking about branding and marketing and the difference between the two today. Mm. Um, It's something that I think a lot of people get mixed up or confused about. And as I think you learn more about each subject, it's maybe even more confusing as you kind of dive (laughs) in. Um, And I suppose I find it frustrating and I'm in the industry, um, I find it you know, people use brand and and marketing in different ways to mean different things. Um, some people refer to brand as, you know, a name or a, um, their business or um, just a logo. So mm. I suppose um, I'm not surprised that people get branding and marketing muddled up. Okay. So let's lift the lid and let's kind of break it down for these guys. And maybe we can start by defining what brand is. Yes. So your brand is just a perception. So it's what people think of when they think of you. Um, it's, you know, a feeling or an attitude that your audience has about you. Yeah. And because your brand is just a perception, it's formed over time and it's really influenced by every action and every interaction that people have with you. Yeah. I think there are three big factors that form or make up your brand. And these three would be the first one being visuals, what you look like. The second one being messaging, so what you say and how you say it. And the third one being actions, so how you act and behave. Yeah, exactly. And these are all things that are, you know, online and offline and at every touch point. So there's just like the three big categories. So I suppose whenever you're working to form perceptions using one of those three areas, you're branding yourself because you're working to influence what people think and feel about you. Mm. Um, So I suppose when we create a brand strategy... Um, that's the other thing that people are like, what is brand strategy? Um, we're actually working out what you're known for now and then uh, trying to figure out what you want to be known for in the future and basically creating a game plan to get from point A to point B. Yeah, I love that. Just a game plan. I, I love I love games, as you know. <laughs> you do love <laughs> So, yeah, we're, we're just working out how to get, you know, from point A to point B. And you can undertake branding, I guess, with or without a strategy, but it's kind of like, I guess, jumping on a plane for a, a joyride versus going for a trip somewhere, right? Yeah, exactly. I suppose you go up, get some pretty pictures on your joyride, and then you come straight back down, but you're in exactly the same place as you were before. But if you're actually going on a flight where the destination, you have some sort of direction and, and somewhere you're going, um, you're actually going to achieve something or move the needle yeah. forward. So, Okay, so we know what branding is. It's how we influence perceptions through those three categories, visuals, messaging, and actions. And we know what our brand is. It's a feeling or attitude our audience has about our business too. Yeah. So uh, to maybe even put it more simply, your brand is a perception and branding is how we influence that perception. Okay, great. So what about marketing? Let's talk about that. How does marketing fit into the overall picture here? Yeah. So marketing is how you promote your product or service. 
So it's all of the tools and tactics, uh, any actions that you take to connect with your audience and turn them from you know a stranger into a potential buyer. Okay, so maybe it's best to give an example here to illustrate what we're talking about. Yes. So let's just say, Kane, that you're a real estate agent. Mm. Um, so it's highly likely most real estate agents are really known for selling homes in a specific area or location, right? Um, so you might also be known for your approach. Maybe you have, you know, particularly creative strategies for finding new buyers, or um, maybe you really emphasize staging your homes really beautifully, or maybe you help people to see the potential in properties that are really run down. Um, so you also have, you know, personality attributes that you're known for as well. So maybe, you know, you're a straight talker or you're really friendly and you make people feel comfortable. Hmm. And you'll probably also work with specific types of clients. So you might work in uh, commercial property or you might, you know, deal only with first-home buyers or families. So all of those aspects that I just mentioned are all elements of your brand. And so if you were wanting to attract people to sell their homes, Kane, what kind of marketing tactics would you use? Um, I guess the first one I'd look to would maybe posting on social, so maybe Instagram to help educate my potential clients about the market, the property in general, and their potential returns on their investment. Yep, definitely. Um, Or I could show, I guess, properties that I've sold in their area as well. Yeah. Um, And maybe even run, you know, ads or, you know, there's heaps of different tactics that real estate agents. I need a bit more time to... To I thought you were a real estate agent. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay. And what if you were trying to sell a home? You know, what marketing strategies would real estate came use in the, that instance? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to sell a home. Well, I'd probably look, I've seen on Instagram before that people often show walkthroughs, you know, video walkthroughs of, of homes they're selling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that my cousin, who's a real estate agent, posts listings all the time on realestate.com or one of those directories. Um, and I guess the old classic tactic of just putting a sign up in front of the house as well, right? Yeah, exactly. So those are all the marketing tactics. So um, both the marketing tactics that you pick and how you execute them will be influenced by your brand. Yeah. So for example, if you put that for sale sign up on someone's property, I would say that's a marketing decision because the goal is to attract buyers. Um, but the co- the colors and the fonts and even what the sign is made out of, those should all stem from your brand because they're really designed to form perceptions of the real estate agency and what you're like as a brand, right? Okay. And how about the messaging side of things? Yeah. So the voice and tone behind the words would stem from the brand. The personality should really reflect the brand. And the subject matter of what to say is also a brand choice. Uh, and if it included, you know, a tagline or a slogan or something like that, I would also consider those to be brand assets. Yeah. But the actual message, you know, um, you know, this is a, a beautiful house that's built in the, the 1920s. The structure of the sentence and, and, and the, con- the actual words that are um, kind of phrased and those sorts of things, right? Well, the, the phrasing would be based on your brand voice. Yeah. But your, the actual message, so like what you're actually saying about the property um, specifically is more of like a one-off ad in this instance. So for me, that's more on the marketing side of the fence. Yeah, sure. So it's kind of like writing a caption for Instagram or something probably everyone's done. It needs to reflect your brand voice and your personality, but the actual message will change over time and that that falls more into the marketing camp. Yeah, it probably doesn't really matter which side of the fence it falls on so long as you understand 
that your marketing decisions should be informed by the brand that you've created. Mm-hmm. Um, now, do you think marketing ever informs your brand or do you think it's brand first always? I think it really only ever flows from, you know, brand first. But I would say this, I, I think when you're marketing, you're really interacting and engaging. You have the opportunity to, you know, take action and see how your brand's reflected in the real world. And uh, you can tell maybe immediately or, or I suppose over, over time that your customers, whether your customers are actually understanding or getting what you're trying to communicate with your branding. So it's a bit of a feedback yeah. loop. Yeah. Um, so if you're marketing yourself but attracting the wrong people to your business or you're not standing out, then I suppose there's only a few places you can kind of look. You know, the first is, is your marketing not doing a good job of reflecting your brand? Or is it your branding? You know, are your visuals, your messaging and your actions missing the mark in communicating who you are and connecting with your audience? Uh, or it could be, I guess, the is it the brand itself as well, like mm-hmm. looking at that and asking whether you need to redefine what you want to be known for. Exactly. So your branding should be used to inform your marketing. But because your marketing is an expression of your brand, how well it's working can show you what's resonating and give you feedback, I suppose, to shift your branding accordingly. Mm, okay. So are there any other differences between branding and marketing do you, that you think we should highlight for people? Um, yeah, I've got a note down here. Some people say that branding is fixed and marketing is like forever changing and evolving. Mm. And I agree that your marketing is more likely to change more often than your branding, but I don't believe branding is just kind of set and forget. What do you think? Yeah, I think, you know, your brand lives inside your audience's mind and, you know, their preferences and ideas and sentiments uh, will always shift in response to the context that they live in. Yeah, the environment they're surrounded by. Yeah. Which is always part of our brand strategy process. You have to consider the environment. So, uh, you know, they expect the band- brands that they're buying from to shift with them and not say stay static. So I just think it's unrealistic to think that it's fixed. Um, I do think that, you know, mini evolutions are a lot less jarring as well to your audience than one big massive overhaul every, you know, five or 10 years. Um, So that's not to say that I think you need to change, you know, with every trend or whim that you're like, oh, I don't like it anymore, let's change it. But I do think it's, uh, I don't think it's, I suppose I don't think it's realistic for, to think the branding is just a a one-off event that you don't have to think about. um, Yeah, like rebranding every five to 10 years. I think it's more of like a maintenance thing. So yeah. you just upgrade it every month or review it yeah. like on a cycle, yeah. Yeah, mini mini evolutions of your brand yeah. over time. And then obviously like you might need to do a major, you know, um, change to visuals or something like that and, that, and you know, that, that's something that happens. But, yeah, I just don't think it's static and fixed as some people kind of say it is. Do you think um, branding is, is as important as marketing for businesses that, that are just, you know, starting out? Because um, a lot of people tell beginners to focus on getting awareness and to forget about their brand until they're actually established. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think as a new business, it's really easy to get distracted by what everyone else is doing. And um, I also think, you know, maybe you have a bit of imposter syndrome when you first start, at least I know I did. Um, you know, every, you kind of, kind of try and replicate what everyone else is doing by kind of copying them or seeing what they're up to. Um, whether you do it intentionally or not, you're always kind of aware of everyone else in your yeah. industry. And um, and I suppose that kind of leads to a brand that doesn't really stick out in people's minds or stand out because 
Um, well, first of all, it's probably disingenuous because it doesn't really represent who you are, um, but also because um, it just ends up being sort of vanilla because it's maybe a, a representation of a bunch of different places that you've looked at for inspiration. Yeah. So It's easy to fall into that trap. Yeah. So I think when you really sit down and define your brand and make choices about who you are and who you're not and who your customers are and who they're not um, and where you're headed and, you know, you give yourself you give yourself a gift of focus and clarity from the very beginning of your business. You basically save yourself a bunch of time, really. Yeah, exactly. And I suppose you're just giving yourself this really great tool to be able to separate opportunities from distractions. Um, And you're making marketing yourself a whole lot easier because you know exactly where to focus. Yeah. Whether you sit down to define your brand or not, you're building a reputation. So I think you may as well make it the one that you want, right? Yeah, exactly. But I do understand though, going back to your question, you know, that some people get caught up in making branding decisions. Um, you know, they get stuck in this, oh, I don't have a logo or a website. And mm. that becomes their reason to maybe even hide um, from actually putting themselves out into the world. Procrastinate and those sorts of things, yeah. Yeah, I suppose they're kind of scared of that rejection even. Um, so I suppose that's why it's important to know that your brand can evolve. It's not set in stone. You know, if you make decisions now, um, develop your branding and then get feedback on them, then you can work towards the next evolution of your brand. Yeah. I also think you have to look at the value perception. Like we chatted about in the last episode, right? If your product or service has a clear point of differentiation, right? Yeah. Um, Or if it's low cost or if the balance of those factors uh, make it low risk, I guess focusing on marketing and generating awareness could be a good move to start off with because people are less likely to shop around or compare your product or service. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I think um, if you're selling premium products or services, uh, anything that's higher risk, more expensive, um, and particularly if your product or service isn't overly different from other people in your space, I would absolutely suggest doubling down on your branding before you start marketing so you can create a, you know, a strategy to stand out. But if, you know, you're like Kane said, you know, you've got um, something that's low risk or you're something that's really unusually different in your market. Um, you then, might be able to like test the market and, you know, launch it sooner. Yeah, with, exactly. And start marketing yourself before you really start building the brand. And then maybe build the brand, uh, you know, after it's it's been validated and that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Great. So, I suppose that's that's a good spot to kind of leave it there. Mm -hmm. Um, So just to recap, because we we covered quite a lot in this episode and, you know, it's quite a controversial one. Um, (laughs) Everyone's got different takes on what branding and marketing is and and how that kind of fits into one another. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess to recap, your brand is a perception and branding is the actions, visuals and messaging that influence that perception. Mm Mm-hmm. And then marketing is how you promote your product or service. So our marketing is informed by our branding. So each time you pick a color for an Instagram post or you choose wordings, uh, your wording for an ad, you're making decisions that will impact your brand, right? Yeah, exactly. So um, I suppose I've got another analogy for okay, you Okay, let's here. hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> Kane loves a good analogy. So <laughs> I suppose your brand strategy is the blueprint. You can think of it as a blueprint or render for your house. Okay. It tells you what to build and how to build it. And it's really the concept for how your house should look, how it should feel, and how it should work in the real world. Branding is the process by which you build the house. So every decision is made in line with that blueprint. So that's your strategy. 
But I suppose, you know, we're only human as well. So there may be some parts that don't exactly go to plan, but for the most part, we're following the blueprint. Yeah. And the brand is the home that actually gets built. It's what people can really see and feel and experience. And marketing, marketing is that sign at the front, that sign that Kane put up earlier, telling people it's for sale and sharing its features and benefits. And that's what's going to get people inside so they can actually experience the home and enjoy it. Mm. Yeah, I like that a lot, actually. I might have to jot that one down and use that one myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Okay, great. So... If you found today's episode helpful, we'd love love it if you shared it with someone who you think could benefit from it. And if you're not already subscribed, we'll be back in 2022, bigger than ever, with lots more on branding. So please make sure you hit the subscribe button to get the new episodes when we return. Yes, we'll be nice and fresh in the new year. We hope you all have an amazing holiday period and we'll be back next year to help you build an incomparable brand. So we'll see you next time.